And hello out there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back. Took a two-week hiatus there. Um, took last week off. I uh, had a little technical difficulties with the computer and some uh, personal issues uh, came up. Had to take care of. So I'm sorry about uh, last week not having an episode, but a lot of talk about a lot of talk about this week. Um, a lot of catching up to do. But uh, how's everybody's week going? Uh, mine's going pretty good. It's going uh, pretty quick. Well, it was going good till a couple hours ago. Um, King texted me about a a player of ours. Uh, I'll get into that a little bit. And then um, also got some news about the Eagles. A player was supposed to be coming back and re-aggravated a. Uh, an old injury, so I'll be talking about that a little bit since it's the Dallas Eagles rivalry week. They play Sunday night. I already told my boss I'm not coming in early. I'll be up watching that game. And even if you guys want, you could jump on Twitter and follow me over there uh, at Jimbo ST Sports. I'll probably be tweeting during that game here and there. Probably a lot of bad calls, just like the rest of the, the year has been going. Um, but speaking of Twitter and our uh, Twitter accounts, you can follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. And you could also follow uh, King at King of Skunk Duck. Um, all you Devil fans out there, uh, Jersey Devil fans, he's got a new hoodie shirt uh, up. Just head over to, to his account, his Teespring, and uh, pick up a shirt. He's got that one. He's got uh, John Sebastian Dia who they uh, acquired in the offseason, uh, preseason, I, I think it was. And, I mean, he, he's a good player. Um, I, I've seen him up here with the baby pens the past couple of years, and I thought for sure he would have uh, stuck around with the, the big pens, but they're just so deep with talent uh, in the farm system, and there's just just a number game, I guess, basically happened with him. But, uh Speaking of hockey, um, some hockey news this past week, and like I said, we, you know we haven't, we didn't do a show last week, so I'm gonna try to do some catching up with stuff that happened last week with the NFL trade deadline, and uh, and then you know I think it was yesterday the Blackhawks fired the coach, you know, so it's gonna be kind of a, a two week into one episode situation. So, but talking about hockey, um, and well, since I brought up about the Blackhawks coach, uh, yesterday, the Chicago Blackhawks fired their long-tenured coach, I think he was there for like nine years, um, Joe Quinville, and uh, I'm, I'm, I was kind of surprised, because uh, when I was reading about it, like I said, I, I've only been following hockey a few years. But, you know, with Kinga as my friend, and even when I wasn't following hockey, he, he would bring up, you know, different stats or teams that he doesn't like. I know he hates watching the, the Blackhawks play the outdoor games. It's always them. And uh, the one thing with the with Joe Quinville was he won three Stanley Cups with Blackhawks. Uh I think it was the past like nine years, uh, nine seasons, and you know I, they, they were kind of struggling um, this year. 
so they you know they, they wanted to go a different direction um, speaking of firing coaches the, the Flyers there was a rumor that came out earlier in the week uh, before the West Coast um, trip that if Philly didn't come out with any points they were going to let Hextall go and of course we took seven of a possible eight points so his job seems to be safe for now but then this happened with uh, Joe Quinville and I've been seeing a lot of uh, Flyers fans saying you know we should go after him and fire Hackstall you know this and that and I was one of the last ones to jump on the fire Hackstall bandwagon um, but watching the, the team this year we have the talent and it just seems like some days they want to play for, for Hack. Some days they just seem like they're not prepared well enough. So I think with this move by the Blackhawks, I think it, I think it's time to, to move on from Hack and go after their, uh, Quinville. I mean, he, he's a proven um, he's a proven coach. He he proved he could win. I mean, come on, three Stanley Cups in nine, ten seasons. Uh, you know, he's the second winningest coach in NHL history. So, put him on this team with, you know, Wayne Simmons. And I know a lot of people bash Voracek, but I, I like Voracek. I mean, he he made have some dumb plays here and there, but every hockey player does. Even, you know, I'm sure Crosby does. I'm sure Ovechkin. I'm sure all the... the legendary players have slips up slip ups here and there but this is a young team and as a, a season ticket holder of the the baby pens I get to see the baby flyers play and their farm system is loaded with offensive and defensive uh, players now Carter Hart's not well he, he's starting to come around I know in the beginning of the season he wasn't doing that well but he's starting to come around Hopefully he's our goaltender of the future because, well, one on one, our goaltenders can't stay healthy. We had Brian Elliott get taken out by Konechny, um the other day, uh, earlier in the week. I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. But I would definitely go after the, uh, Quinville, and you ne- you're not necessarily trying to do a, a new rebuild. You just, just we just need new new coach new uh, assistant coaches our, our penalty kill is still terrible it's been terrible for three four years now and we still keep uh, bringing back the same co- Oop, excuse me uh, bringing back the same coach uh, so yeah as far like I said as far as Quinville I, I hope we go after him um, my luck you know since I want them to go after him they won't. They'll probably stick with Hackstall. Uh, now, if they stick with Hackstall the whole season and we don't make the playoffs or it's an early exit again like last season, I could see both Hack and Hextall being uh, replaced. So, I think this might be the defining moment, if you want to call it that, for Hextall as well to see what exactly he does but you know only time will tell um, another kind of a nice story 
that happened uh, a couple nights ago um, was the Devil's Penguins game. Which actually, there's probably two nice things that happened with this. One was that the Devils beat the Penguins, even though I bust on King about the Devils and a couple of my, my buddies that I play uh, NHL with uh, who are Devils fans. But Brian Boyle uh, posted his first ever career hat trick. And the reason why I say this is a nice story is because not only was it his first ever career hat trick, it was on the night that it was a promotion night, Hockey Fights Cancer Night. And in case um, no one knows about what happened with uh, Brian Boyle last season, he was diagnosed with uh, with cancer, um, leukemia to, to be exact, and ended up going in remiss, uh, remission, and he ended up playing uh, last season and had a decent season. But the, the fact that he got a hat trick on Hockey Fights Cancer Night, that it, it kind of gives you like a little bit of chills in a way. And on top of that, um, I think it was last week, uh, he came out and said that his leukemia is confirmed to be in remission. So, you know, we're very happy to hear about that. You know, you, you, you want to bust on each other about, you know, my team's better or... You know, you, you guys stink to snap, but you, you don't want to see. You gotta remember these these guys, these players are still human beings. You don't want to see ill will to them or anything like that. Um, you may joke about it. I mean, when I was uh, 16, I think it was, I was on the way to the Dallas Cowboys uh, Eagles game down at the old vet when Bobby Taylor drove uh, Michael Irvin right into the ground. And they carted him off the field, and pretty sure that was his his last game ever played, because uh, that he ended up having uh, neck problems. And uh, I never liked Michael Irvin. I, I don't like the, the over top flamboyancy that he he always plays with. But I, I didn't want to see the guy die on the field or literally break his neck or he's paralyzed or anything like that. Um, I mean, I got friends that are, are Cowboys fans, and we still bust on each other. But like I said, it's just it's just a nice story to see for Brian Boyle with this uh, to go down this way. And then, like I said, to beat the Penguins, that's like the the icing on the cake, if you want to call that, or the cherry on the uh, on the ice cream, or any other type of cliche you want to say. But as far as hockey news, I, I think that's all that really happened. Um, I, I know, uh, what was it, Austin Matthews, he got hurt, so he's out for a little while. Uh, like I said, the Flyers took seven of eight points this past week. We're actually, I think as of right now, we're two points ahead of the Devils and two or three behind you know, the Penguins and the Islanders uh, who are in first and second place of the division. So that, that's kind of like the good news so far for me. Um, 
So like I said earlier today, it was probably around, um, I don't know, 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm at work, and I see a, a Facebook message from our good friend King. And it's a headline that says, uh, Notre Dame starting quarterback Ian Book out versus Florida State. And I'm like looking at this, and you know, I had the um, the website address underneath it, and it was NBC Sports, you know, .com, and I'm thinking, nah, it's got to be a joke. It's got to be one of those things that if you click, it opens up a "haha, I got you" type deals and this and that. And I started thinking about. It. I mean, I watched that game. I watched the. Well, it's actually kind of a funny story. Uh, me and Yolis went to. A baby's pen, uh, baby pens game last Saturday, and I streamed the Nordane game on my phone during the the hockey game, and we basically did double duty because he's a Nordane fan also. And there was that one hit, and I, I'd be willing to bet it was this hit. Uh, Book ran out to the right, like uh, did a scramble, and he when he slid, the defender. I guess in a way was pulling up so he didn't hit him, but his knee went right into the back of his ribs. And you, you saw him wince, you see him get up, and he's kind of hunched over, and you know, called a huddle, and came up to the line to you know hike the ball and stuff, and then they call a timeout. I'm thinking, okay, well they're gonna pull him out now to get checked, and he stayed in the whole game, and you know we ended up winning, and. I didn't hear nothing at all, you know, during the week about that. And when I saw that, uh, I read the article, um, and they, they said it's a rib injury. They didn't say if he broke any ribs or anything, but uh, Ian Book will not play in Saturday's game against Florida State, who Notre Dame is ranked number three in the college football playoffs due to a rib injury. The source, um, now this article is from ESPN. The source added that Book is, is expected to be available for the number three Fighting Irish game against number 13 Syracuse. Here's the thing though. We basically hold our fate in our hands. We got Florida State this week, Syracuse next week, and then USC to finish out the season. Florida State with Ian Book could be um, could be like a, a Wake Forest game or a Navy or even a Michigan the first first week. We could blow them out. With Wimbush in there, not good. Uh, I, I I'm, I'm a little nervous now because the thing is we got Florida State now with a up in the air game now with Wimbush starting and you got a tough Syracuse team coming in next week and then you have a rivalry game to end out the season with USC this turns into a very interesting three game stretch here hopefully the game plan for this week is Keep Wimbush's pass attempts at a minimum. Hopefully the defense steps up and plays strong. Our corners play a little bit better than they've been playing. 
a lot of pass interference calls, you know, against them. Um, and hopefully our running game keeps rolling like it's been rolling. You know, maybe every now and then set up a play action and just go deep. But I know Florida State's not that good this year. This could be a letdown game. And this is not the time. It's way too late in the season. There's not enough time to make up if you do slip up a little bit. Hopefully we could get out of this um, this week with a with a win. But the the fiance she's working Saturday night. I told her if they ask you to stay later, I would suggest you stay later because it's gonna I'm gonna be a very pissed off Irishman if we lose this game. But other than uh, Notre Dame, uh, I was looking at the, the other rankings. Obviously, Alabama is number one. Clemson, who just demolished Louisville. I mean, 77-16. At some point, you got to throw the, 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 the white flag up. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see the score. Um, until I got home, and like I said, King, me and King were texting back and forth, and he texted me that. First thing I thought of was like, I was putting those scores up when I was playing NCAA on, on PlayStation, and I was having a hard time doing that, and, and watching these highlights, they were doing it at ease. Um, Alabama, I'll give them credit. I know I've been giving them a lot of, uh, a lot of crap lately. Well, pretty much all season, you know, that they haven't played anybody and they're not as good as their record shows and their scores are showing. Well, you took a number, what was it, number three? Yeah, the number three LSU team and just shut them out, 29 nothing. I mean, that is impressive. And, you know, King has a, had a, a point to me that I was worried that uh, Notre Dame, you know, basically barely winning against Northwestern. I thought we would have stayed at four. Michigan would have jumped us and went to three, and I would have been okay with that because, you know, Michigan beat Penn State 42-7. He said, uh, King said, Bama and Clemson are light years ahead of any of us as far as uh, how, we're, how they're playing. And he does have a point. Um, I mean, it's going on, what, two, three seasons now? It's been Bama and Clemson 1 2. But once you get to the playoffs, anything could happen. I mean, you know, not to use the cliche, but as of right now, if the playoffs start today, you have Bama against Michigan, Clemson against Notre Dame. Who's to say we got a little bit of luck of the Irish on our side and get a lucky bounce and win the last second? You know, touchdown or something like that. Um, but they are, they they are the top two teams. I mean, that's they're good picks there. Um, then yeah, number f- <clears throat> excuse me, at number five you got Georgia. I think they're gonna have a tough time getting in. I I, I think at five and down, they basically need one of the top four teams to lose to have a chance. <coughs> have a chance to to get in the top four um michigan's playing too tough Notre dame like i said has their fate in their own hands 
So it's going to be interesting. But as far as this week, there looks like there's some good games lined up that could set up for um, some upsets. Um, you have Alabama against number 16, Mississippi State. I mean, I you got to keep going with Bama until they lose or have a close game. Um, not sure... Not sure how I want to score this, but I mean, I'm going to take Bama. Then you have uh, Clemson against number 17, Boston College. I'm going to go with Clemson by by 15. Um, Boston College is good, but again, it's it's Boston College is like the San Diego Chargers, and Clemson would be like the Patriots with Randy Moss and Tom Brady and. You know, all that good defense and stuff like that. So I, I, I got Clemson by 15. And like I said, Notre Dame against Florida State. I don't know uh, Florida State's not ranked. But with Wimbush starting there, that makes things pretty interesting now. Uh, then you got Georgia playing number 24, Auburn. You got to think Georgia knows they, they need help to get in. But they also got to win. So they should have that sense of urgency. So hopefully... Well, I mean... I hope everybody loses other than Notre Dame. But I'm going to go with Georgia over Auburn uh, by 12. Then uh, you have Ohio State against Michigan State. That should be a good game. That's always a good game. Um, Pretty sure it's a rivalry game. I'm going to go with Michigan State with the upset. And I pre- I'm pretty sure that if they win, that would officially knock Ohio State out of the, the playoff uh, race. Um, which I'm okay with because I don't like Urban Meyer. I think he's kind of kind of stuck up in a way. But especially with all that, that stuff that went on um, in the offseason, you know kind of hiding stuff, hiding texts from about the, the spousal abuse and stuff like that. But So that's my picks for college football this week. Um, who knows, maybe I'll be live tweeting during uh, the Notre Dame game too. So like I said, you can follow me over at Jimbo ST Sports. Maybe I'll jump on the, uh, the show's uh, Twitter account too and, and do it there also, which is, uh, you can follow us there at uh, sorry about that. Uh, ST Sports Podcast. Um, so moving on to NFL uh, news. This is kind of like a, a last week and this week put together. Uh, last week was the trading deadline. No Le'Veon Bell trade. Still has yet to sign his uh, franchise tag which I will get into. Some interesting stuff came out today about that. Um, the Eagles made a trade for Golden Tate, which I, I seen a lot of Eagles fans upset that we gave up a third-round pick for a guy that's only going to play eight games for us because we're not going to probably resign him. Um, thing is, we won't get a pick back next year, but we'll get either a third or a fourth-round uh, comp, uh, comp pick in 2020 so yeah we gave up a pick to get back in two years but hey if he helps us win a super bowl 
Let's do it. Let's go back to back. Um, yeah, the Amari Cooper trade. I believe that was two weeks ago. And uh, Damaris Thomas from the Broncos, which I was surprised, got traded to Houston. I didn't think anybody was going to touch him because of his contract. Uh, I think his contract was kind of kind of bloated. But Texans picked him up um, and ended up playing the Broncos for his first game as a Texan, which is kind of funny. He did all right. Amari uh, Cooper debuted this past, um, I believe it was Monday night. Sunday or Monday night? I forget which game, which night it was. Yeah, Monday night against the Tennessee Titans. I guess you could say as a debut with only being with the team for uh, eight, ten days. Had an okay debut. Um, eight catches, or I'm sorry, uh, eight targets for 58 yards and one touchdown. Granted, the Cowboys lost because, you know, Jason Garrett is just a phenomenal coach and all he does is clap whether it's good or bad. And Dak Prescott, I, I think his problem is he's letting the whole I'm a cowboy get to his head. Like the honor of being a cowboy and all that pressure, you know, with the Troy Aikman, the Roger Starbucks. He needs to pump the brakes a little bit and just play his game after this Sunday. <laughs> Because uh, Philly's playing them, and from reading stuff, uh, their offensive line is just obliterated with injuries and, and not very talented linemen. So hopefully our defense could get after them a lot and force some turnovers and just keep uh, Ezekiel Elliott in check as well. Now. Even though the trade deadline was last week, I may put this poll up. Um, who got the, the better trade? Maybe I'll maybe I'll wait till Monday to do that. That way it's Golden Tate's first game with the Eagles. Okay, granted Cooper will have two games in, as well as Demaris Thomas. Who do you guys think got the better trade? Now, last Tuesday, coming home from work, listening to ESPN, I uh, forget which guy it was I was listening to. It was the 3 to 4 o'clock Eastern Time uh, show. And he gave, as far as like um, Olympic medals, he gave Houston Texans the bronze, uh, the Eagles the silver, and Amari uh, Dallas Cowboys the gold. Now, I agree with his point in one aspect that the reason why he gave the gold to Dallas is because they traded for short-term and long-term. The Eagles traded just for short-term because they know he's gonna, uh, Golden Tate's going to be walking after this year. Most likely not going to resign with us. But here's the thing. Golden Tate is a better receiver than Amari Cooper. Cooper drops too many balls. He's not a he's not a game changer. Um, has a hard time stretching the field. Golden Tate, he's our deep threat now, which is going to open it up for uh, Al Alshon Jeffries and Nelson Aguilar and all those other receivers. 
and take some pressure off of Zach Ertz because Zach Ertz is our leading receiver on our team and that's that's never good that your tight end is your leading receiver on a Super Bowl um, defending champion team so I you know you guys may say uh, I'm picking the Eagles to uh, as the gold medalist because you know I'm an Eagles fan this net but strictly off of receiving talent I, I gotta think the Eagles gotta be the gold Dallas would be silver and then Houston would be bronze just because Thomas is old now he's uh, 30 31 years old he's on his downside uh, of his career so like I said Monday I will uh, put that poll up and you know we'll see what you guys vote I'll put that on the the stay tuned sports uh, podcast uh, Twitter account um, maybe also instead of doing picks tonight, I will I will post my picks on the Twitter account as well on Saturday night, and you guys could chime in, give me your replies, bash me, disagree with me. That's okay. I like a, I like a little interaction with you guys. One last uh, topic I want to talk about before uh, we close out the show. Not sure if you guys seen, but Floyd Mayweather held a press conference with Risen Fighting Federation to announce a, at the time, a special bout with uh, a 20 year old kickboxer. Uh, Man. I'm so going to butcher his name, and I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize now. The kid's name is Tenshin Saokawa. He's he's undefeated uh, in kickboxing and MMA. Uh, He's 27-0. So we all know that Mayweather is uh, 50-0. And held the press conference and everything like that and, he, and Mayweather sat there and played along with it and um, you know announced that it was going to be on New Year's Eve and then a couple days later on Wednesday Mayweather came out and said that the details of the, the bout was totally opposite than what he agreed to and he released a statement on his uh, Instagram saying, Now that I'm back on U.S. soil after a long and disappointing trip to Tokyo, I now have the time to address you, my fans, and the media in regards to the upcoming event on December 31st that was recently announced. First and foremost, I want to, to be clear that I, Floyd Mayweather, never agreed to an official bout with Tenshin Nasakawa. In fact, with all due respect, I never heard of him until this recent trip. And uh, he goes on. It's it's a real, real long um, uh, speech or whatever you want to call it. But basically saying that um, he agreed to and he thought it was going to be a special bout for um, high rollers basically uh, that we're, we're going to pay a huge fee to, to come and watch him and this kid fight uh, three three minute round uh, 
I guess, boxing, because he he's not a MMA uh, fighter, at least not yet. I know he teased it last year or whatever. So I'm I'm just curious of what exactly happened, and a lot of things are just kind of sketchy and just weird about this whole thing. Now, Ryzen, uh, the Fighting Federation, they've been around for a few years now. Um, they've gotten some good fighters that ended up coming over to UFC or Bellator. So it's not like this is a like a backyard fighting organization. And for them to hold a press conference before a bout or a you know special bout or whatever they want to call it was agreed upon. So I'm just curious, like why would you hold a press conference as an organization? And then only have the fighter come out and say, no, that's not what I agreed to. Now, on the flip side, this is also Mayweather's fault, in my opinion. Because why would you sit there during a press conference? Oh, wait, yeah. Um, let me get down to that part. He addressed that part as well. Why, why he basically just sat there during the press conference. Um, here uh, once I arrived to the press conference, my team and I were completely derailed by the new direction this event was going, and we should put a stop to it immediately. I want to sincerely apologize to my fans for the very misleading information that was announced during the press conference, and I can assure you that I too was completely blindsided by the arrangements that were being made without my consent nor approval. For the sake of the several fans and attendees that flew in from all parts of the world to attend this past press conference, I was hesitant to create a huge disturbance by combating what was being said, and for that I am truly sorry. Speak up! I mean, I'm sure they had security there. I mean, if you were really that worried that a huge fight would break out or a riot would break out, they, they would have security there to stop it. They always have security there for all these press conferences. So this whole... You know, press conference was a complete nightmare. This whole bout was a complete nightmare. Uh, Floyd Mayweather still retired. I, I still don't want to see him in a MMA fight. I'm not even just going to say UFC, but like Bellator or any of them. Stick to boxing. He wants to still fight Pacquiao, which he's, I'm sorry, about 10 years too late. Even when they fought, they were still five, year, five years too late. Um, so, so that's going to do it for this week. Uh, thanks for coming back guys. Sorry about last week again. Uh, you know, not having an uh, episode, but you could always go over to iTunes or Spotify, Google play, uh, tune in any, any of those platforms, um, and, and listen to any of the past shows, Podbean uh, app. You could go to as well. And you can also go to our Twitter accounts, which you can follow me at Jimbo ST Sports, which I'll probably be live tweeting, like I said, on Saturday night and, and Sunday night with the Notre Dame and the Eagles game. Uh, you can go over to see King at King of Skunk Duck. Check out, like I said, his t-shirts, some of his designs he comes up with. And even if you need some graphic designs, shoot him a message and you know maybe you guys can work something out. And you can also follow the show at ST Sports Podcast over on Twitter. And you can also uh, like and share us on Facebook as well. Uh, so I think that's going to be it. 
This is your good friend Jimbo signing out. See ya. <laughs>